What are 10 essential tips for acing your Chevening Scholarship application? Hello, I am Progress Obariko, a writer, coach, and an international student's ambassador. This is the International Students Podcast. It is a platform for sharing stories and exclusive information for international students across the world, prospective international students, and essentially anyone moving or living abroad. This is to help people tackle challenges and also to share opportunities that they need. You'll be hearing from international students studying in various universities across the world, experts and professionals sharing knowledge on what you need to know when moving abroad, visa application, how to manage your finance, job opportunities, culture shocks, scholarships and various tips and tricks for living abroad. Please do subscribe to this podcast, share this podcast with your friends, follow us on Spotify and on any platform you are currently listening to us and let us know what you think. Have a good listen. Thank you so much. So today on the show, we have Mrs. Ladepo who has worked with the British High Commission since 2006. She's worked with the UK visas and immigration for 13 years and joined the Chevening program where she's been managing the selection of scholarship awardees for the past many years. Um, I'm very excited to have you here to talk about Chevening scholarship and also to share um, useful insights that many prospective international students could benefit from. So thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Um, so the first question would be, what are 10 essential tips for acing your Chevening scholarship application? You know, the truth about it is um, all over social media, on YouTube, everywhere, different people have different tips. Yeah. And these are my tips. This is what I think, you know, uh, should be the focus for yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Well, the truth about it is it, 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 it might work for you and it might not work for you. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Because as, as I keep saying, there is no typical achievement scholar. We are looking at people who are successful and that either tend to have ambition and leadership qualities with a lot of passion or they are already leaders themselves. Yeah. So... Typically, we are looking for anyone who has completed all components of an undergraduate degree, and that degree will enable them to gain entry onto a postgraduate program at a UK university. And so it would be if the university accepts your application. Once you have an admission, then you are okay for achieving. So this would typically be equivalent to an upper second class 2-1 honours degree in the UK. But it may be different depending on the course and the university choice. I don't know how, I mean, your experience was in selecting um, um, a course and a school. Yeah. But then as a, it, it depends on where you're looking and what you're looking to study. So I would not say that because I am sharing these tips that it means you will ace your, your, your scholarship application. Mm-hmm. I would just say they are general tips that anyone can use when applying for any scholarship. Okay. So, in completing the application, 
There are the four essays to be written. I mentioned them earlier, but I'll say them again. Yeah. Leadership and influencing essay, the networking essay, the study in the UK essay, and the career plan essay. And so to a panel of judges, what makes an applicant stand out will be how they tell their story, the passion and the ambition that they show, and the evidence that they provide that shows that they have been able to change effectively and influence situations. It also would uh, be probably because of the data that they have provided, because how can you prove anything if you do not have data to back it up? True, yeah. Then your academic background, because you see the course is for one year and it's not easy when you speak to people who only go for one year to do a master's. So that's why we ask for a strong academic background, because it shows that if you already had, you know, the ability to go through a very tough system yeah. and come out on top, on top, then it means that you can cope with the challenges of studying for a master's in one year. Do you understand? Yeah. Then your career experience, because sometimes it's your career that helps to build yourself. So you might not have had a very strong academic background, but then your career might have placed you in situations where you have had to stand out and lead by example. And so that's why it's like a holistic approach. You have to look at different bits of the story and put them together to decide whether you think this person is deserving of the scholarship or not. Are they great influencers? Have you seen them making changes in their communities? Do they have the potential to become leaders or are they already leaders? Do you see that they've been making decisions already or they have uh, um, the aspiration to do these things? Then their interpersonal skills is very important because we focus a lot, a lot on networking in the UK. Yeah. On on this evening scholarship, so the networking is also very important. Then number two, it would be their career plan and the the change that they intend to make after the course. What they intend to do with the knowledge and skills and relationships that they have formed while in the UK how they intend to work with the UK government on their return because it's all about collaboration and partnering mm -hmm. and solving problems together. So even when we talk about our uh, our priorities, we don't just limit ourselves to the UK government's priorities in Nigeria. We're also looking at the global goals, the problems across the world. If you're able to tie, you know, your... Um, experience with what is happening globally and how you intend to solve it. Yeah. So you're not only solving a problem for Nigeria, you're solving it for the world, right? Yeah. Because, you know, whatever it is you've done in, in, in your country can be replicated somewhere else, Yeah, you know? So as I said, it's holistic. It's the overall impression that we receive when we read the essay. And then at the interview, how confident the applicant is and how well they know their subject matter. Because they always follow up questions. Are they able to answer them? You know? So some people in their experiences, they identify their humanitarian involvement in their own journey. Yeah. How, how they have given back to communities. 
And then, as I said, if there is any evidential track record or data to back it up, those kind of things, it shows how far you've gone, you know, by the time you begin to express to us what you've done in a particular community and the impact that you've made. And you have the facts, you have the record. And it does not have to mean that you impacted 1,000 people before we can select you. You can even just have made impact on a small number of people. But it's, it's, the, it's the way you have gone about it, you understand? Yeah. The passion with which you have raised money in, in order to be able to... It does not have to be about money. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. maybe in an experience, you're talking about how you're able to solve a problem in a particular community and how desperate you were to find the, the resources to be able to make the impact in that community and how difficult it was initially you know, to be able to convince other people to believe in your idea. And then eventually they believed in your idea and then they gave you the money and then this is what you did with the money. You understand? Yeah. So they, they can see clearly the impact they are talking about. Then another tip would be if you have a mentor or an honest critique, someone who will tell you the truth about your essay, not just somebody who will give you a pat on the back and just say, ah, correct, this is a good essay. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. You. <laughs> You have to go and look for somebody that you know when they read it. The first thing that you're going to do is that you're going to go and cry somewhere first and say, ah, <laughs> this is bad. Yeah. If this person saw this, you know, sometimes you need that push to do some more work, to read this thing and say, what is it that I am not writing in this essay? What is it that I, I am not focusing on that I should be focusing on? So you have to check how constructive their feedback is. Don't go and meet your friends and family you have to go and meet people who genuinely will tell you the truth about what you are saying, you know. Yeah. Then how do you write your essays? What is the approach? Are you organized in the way you tell your story or are you just jumping all over the place? So sometimes we encourage people to consider the STAR and the SMART approach methods. You know, because with our, inter- in our, with our essays, they are more likely to be narrative, descriptive yeah. problem solution essays mm-hmm. right yeah. so you you would you would expect that that essay would have a beginning and opening then the main body of the essay and then the ending and then some people have specific writing styles it's up to you you can research how to write a good essay and then maybe remember how to cite references if it is required so you have the beginning where you have the situation and the task the situation is what was or what is the problem. The task would be how did they go about solving the problem. Then the body of the essay would be the action, what that person did, and not we, quote and unquote. It doesn't mean you cannot work with a team, but in that team you have to identify and blow your own trumpet, yeah. as you were saying earlier on, what you did in that team that made you know, uh, made you stand out. Yeah. Are, are you able to show how resilient you have been or how flexible you had been through that ex- example or through that experience? Have you been able to show your own adaptability? How you've been able to adapt to certain situations because of the challenges that you're going through? Are you using that essay to highlight your strengths Those are the things that we're looking for in the body of the essay. Then finally, at the end of the essay, so we started with beginning, 
yeah. the body of the essay, and now we're talking about the end of the essay. What was the outcome? What was the result? And then if there was a lesson that you learned from that experience, highlight it there. And what was the outcome? Even if it was not positive, what was it that you learned from that um, experience? So that would be the basis of writing a good essay, having a good beginning, the body of the essay, and then the end, how you end it. Mm-hmm. And then because the questions um, on the form asks about how chevening will be beneficial to you, then you should also add a line or two about that. Why you think that scholarship will be beneficial to you? Because we also want to see why you want this particular scholarship and not Erasmus. Why do you want, you understand? Yeah. So there is something specific about why you want this Chevening scholarship. So we need to see that too through your style of writing. So that will be another tip. And then, you know, uh, I talked about the smart approach. So I think people will have to go and do their research on this. But when you say you have like a smart essay, it means the essay is, is specific. Yeah. It's measurable. It's achievable. That means it's realistic. Yeah. And it's relevant and also time bound. So people would need to do further research on this. But those are the things that make up good essays. Then another tip would be if you have visited the FAQs on the website. My goodness, there's so much information there. Anything that you want to ask, you just type it and you will see it comes up. Some people just need to do that extra bit of work and comb through that website because all your, your questions will be answered if only you did that research. And then I, I mentioned our priority areas earlier on. Following UK and Nigeria on social media, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and we're now on LinkedIn. Okay. So by the time you get to see some of the content we put out there, then you already know what our priorities are, right? Yeah. You see? Yes, you see we're talking about women and girls. You see us amplifying chevening work. That's we're talking about our education, you know. We're talking about uh, politics from time to time. That's good politics, what we expect to see yeah. um, across Nigeria, especially during the elections, what we are, we are expecting, free and fair elections. So that's what we are propagating. We are not we are not uh, being biased and choosing one one um, political party over the other. No, our our job is to ensure that there is free and fair elections in Nigeria. So that's one of our you know our priorities. Yeah. Then we have we have um, uh, mutual prosperity. That is the uh, shared economic prosperity between UK and 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 uh, Nigeria. So just a few days ago, we had the um, the trade. Um, I've forgotten what it's called now. Um, it, it, it was a conference we had where we okay. had a um, senior envoy from the UK come and then meet with our trade minister here to talk about you know the possibilities of working together. You know. Um, all of these things are part of our priorities, but that doesn't limit us even with the Chevening selection, because as I said, there are global problems. And if you can identify with any of those problems and how you intend to solve them, then you're good to go, you know. And then another tip would be 
completing all parts of your form. You know, sometimes um, there's this, this ex, uh, um, um, example that I have to share. There was this particular time, two years ago, I remember one lady wrote to say, she doesn't know why she failed the eligibility um, selection, that she got an email that she didn't make it, and that she's wondering what she did wrong. And so I followed up with the secretariat and sent uh, her name and her details, her email address and everything, only for us to find out that, you know, because some people work offline a lot. So she had written her leadership and influencing essay. She had written her networking essay, her study in the UK, all of them offline. So on the form now, she came and copied the leadership and influencing essay in the first essay, which is correct. In the networking essay, she pasted the leadership and oh, influencing no. essay again oh. in there without realizing. Oh no. Yes. So she submitted two questions that were the same, the same yeah. answer. Yeah. And and out of almost eight thousand applications, who is going to write back to you and say, My dear, this is what you did. You yeah, understand? Yes. You need to come back and paste the right. You have to be careful when you are completing applications because once you click the submit button, that's it. You cannot go back and make any changes, you know? Then also, uh, incorrect word count. So I think it's a minimum of 100 words, a maximum of 500. Um, but most times people just stick to like 300 to 500 words. But there are people who write 100 words and they still get selected, surprisingly, you know. I don't know if I've seen that in Nigeria. But what I'm trying to say, because in other countries, they don't have as many applications as we have in Nigeria because we are a populous country. We're really, really large in in, in population as compared to some other countries that have a smaller number of people. So their own um, allocations will be a lot less than ours. So they will be sifting through just a few applications where we are looking at uh, 8,000 applications. They are probably looking at 1,000. Do you understand? Yeah. So the way they would select those ones would be different from the way we would select ours. Yeah. Then repetition, you have to be careful about repetition, making that same mistake of going over and over the same thing and you have not made your point. You know, that's why it's always good for other people to read. They will say, ah, why did you repeat this twice? Why is it that this, you know, so by the time you repeat something twice, then it takes up your word count, right? And reduces the amount of, you know, um, words that you can write. Yeah. Then dupli- duplication of university courses. So you're supposed to have three, but you go and choose two by mistake instead of three, you know. So being the drop down, you put it there twice. You know, you have to be very detailed when you're completing these forms. Then plagiarism. As, as well, copying previous uh, applications and essays from other people. They, they have uh, the different systems that they can run run the essays through and they're able to determine whether you have copied from someone else before. Then okay. the grammar, as we said, incorrect use of English language, incorrect count of work experience, and unrealistic counting of hours. You know, those are some of the things that affect your application. And then I mentioned this uh, um, clear, coincides good grammar when you're talking about some of the mistakes that people make, you know, uh, and then making sure that your uh, essays show passion, whether there's coherence with all your essays, if there's a link between the four essays, you know, 
looking at your past experience and your future goals, how do you link them together? Being realistic, being authentic, being specific, showing how you've solved problems, and then using relevant examples that highlight your strengths. Um, I think I think that's all I can say for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a lot. That is really a lot. I was just jotting down a few things as you were speaking and um I wish people get the time to kind of run through or ask the right questions before thinking of applying. Um because as you said you could be skilled, you could have the best story, but it depends on how you how you tell it and how you package yourself and how you just present that story and the experience that you've had. So just to recap on the 10 essential tips that you shared, um, I'm going to read through what I've got down. Um, so you spoke about, the first tip was about writing your story. How do you tell your story? Do you tell it in a very passionate uh-huh. and ambitious way? Do you um, exemplify your leadership experience and also show that you're a great influencer and your leadership potential and, and all of that? And then the second one is about your career plan. What's your future plan and how does your past experience align with your future ones? And then the third one I've got, um, having people and experts to review your essays. So don't just write and, you know, feel big in your head that you've done the best thing. Also get other, like, TED eyes to kind of review your essays. And also in terms of writing your essay, you also mentioned using the SMART approach to write your essay. And then you also advise people, I think this was the fourth one, to visit the the FAQ, so Frequently Asked Question, on the website and just sift through all the questions that, they've, they've, that have been answered on the website and see how those can help the application as well. You also did mention some priorities of Chivning, which is around um, gender and equity, gender equity and also... Um, good politics as well as you know global programs global programs global you know change focus programs as well these are some of the priorities of chivening and then the fourth or fifth one i think is completing all priorities of nigeria priorities priorities of nigeria Nigeria that chivening promotes right yes correct okay and then the fourth tip or fifth one you mentioned um completing all parts of your application form um also using the right word count and avoiding repetition avoiding plagiarism using the right grammar and also avoiding unrealistic um counting of your hours as well as having a clear concise essay hopefully i captured that well yes 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 amazing amazing right Okay, so Mrs. Ladipo, where can people find you? So um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram, okay. Facebook, okay. Twitter. I'm on all of those handles. Okay. Uh, um, Lyo Ladipo nine one three seven on Instagram. Okay, Lyo Ladipo uh, nine one three seven. Yeah. Okay. On uh, Instagram. Right. Okay. And on Twitter, I think I'm Lyo Ladipo. I just, I think. Okay. <laughs> I just need to check. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And on LinkedIn, um, it's my full name, Uluwa Fumi Lyo Ladipo. You should find me on Twitter. Okay, great. I'm I gonna... mean, on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, amazing. 
I'm going to, if you send me those links, I'm going to link them in the description in the podcast so people can just click it and, you know, follow you or find you on social media and maybe ask you questions or connect with you if you're happy to respond. I'm sure you're happy to respond. Yeah, I actually do try at least, you know, I get a lot of uh, requests on LinkedIn and I might not look at it every day, but I do go and check and then I respond. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Mrs. Ladipo. You've been very generous sharing a lot of details and insights about Chivnin Scholarship from top to bottom, as we say in Nigeria. Um, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your generosity and your spontaneity for diving into different questions, even though you weren't asked as well. I hope that um, people listening would benefit from this. I have also learned and unlearned about my beliefs about Chivnin as well, just <laughs> listening to you speak. So it's been really, really incredibly helpful. So thank you so much, Mrs. Ladipo. Thank you so very much for having me. I always love an opportunity to talk about Chivnin. It's all, always, I mean, for me too, uh, I learn a lot uh, from from the sessions. So yeah. I enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, um, feel free to connect with Mrs. Ladipo on social media, on her links. I'm going to share the link on the description on the podcast. Um, feel free to connect with her. And also, you can connect with me, Progress Oberico, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn with the same name. And on Twitter, I am Oberico Pro. And you can find this podcast also on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, we are TIS Podcast, all one word. And then on Facebook, we are we have a page called The International Students Podcast. Send us an email with your questions. Our email is tisp.podcast at gmail.com. And also, please leave us a review. Rate this podcast. Leave us a review, a nice review. Thank you very much. 